Welcome to another Solid Rock Church podcast by Bishop Larry Ragland, Senior Pastor of Solid Rock Church. For more information and content, please visit solidrockchurch.com. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and you have a blessed day. The Word of God, Exodus chapter 17. The Spirit of God just spoke this to me. This is the condition of the world in which we live. And I want, I want, to, I want to tell you something that God gave a word to this house right now. A right now, Rhema word to this house. Then the children of Israel, whose whole congregation came into the wilderness of Zion on the first month. Listen, don't let your mind stray. Do not go to the bathroom. Do not check your phone. Listen. And the people stayed in Kadesh and Miriam died and was buried there. For there was no water for the congregation. So they gathered together against Moses and Aaron. That represents the church. In the drought, in the lack of food, the lack of water in their minds, the condition of the world, they turned against the, the man of God. They turned against the church. And the people contended with Moses and spoke, If only we had died with our brethren when our brethren died before the Lord. Why have you brought us up to the assembly of the Lord in this wilderness that we and even all our animals should die here? Why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us up to this evil place? When you are out of the will of God, you will equate the evil of the devil with with the conditions of what God has put you in with the conditions of the evil of the devil. They were in a moment of deliverance, but because it did not look and feel the way they thought it should look and feel, they equated the blessings of God equivalent to being in bondage with Egypt. It is not a place of grain or figs or vines or pomegranates nor is there even any water to drink. Let me tell you something. Look around. The shelves are becoming more empty by the day. Things that you used to not even think about just going and picking up, you can't just go and pick up. You can't just run in the store and say, hey, I'm going to be in there in a minute. I'm going to go get some milk. I'm going to run in there. I'm going to get this. Because you might find an empty shelf. More and more and more, we are in a wilderness experience. In the natural, but more than anything in the spiritual. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Here's what you hear on the news. The supply chain has been affected. Let me tell you something. The world is simply reflecting what is happening in the church. The supply chain in the house of God has been drying up for generations. The supply chain that used to be the place where you knew you could go and get what you needed. Less and less and less are churches being able to supply the people what they need. Because the church has turned their back on God. They've turned their back on God because the conditions of their world in which they exist are not exactly the way they want it to be. So they're taking it out on God. Oh, I ain't through. I ain't through. It's not even any water to drink. You see, what you need to know is that's Numbers 20. They had already been at that place in Exodus. Same exact situation. Same exact words was said to Moses and Aaron uh, decades earlier. Remember, they wandered the wilderness for 40 years. 
Decades earlier, they said the same thing in Exodus. Moses went to God and God spoke to Moses. He said, Moses, go take your rod. Stand in the midst of the congregation and take your rod and smite the side of a rock. And in the middle of a desert, old dry, bitter rock, when the word, when the staff hits it, the Bible said the rock split in two and water began to pour out of the rock. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. Let me tell you, when you don't think there's water, there's water. There's more going on than what you know. There's more going on right now than what you see. But the church is made up of humans. And humans in the history of humanity has done the same thing. We circle patterns. We repeat. We don't learn from our lessons. Are you hearing me? And we're doomed to repeat it. So here we are again. Some of the same ones had done forgot when God provided the water when there were no water. When God provided manna when there was nothing to eat. I wish I had a church in this house. Because I'm about to tell you something about this house. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm about to tell you something about this house. Now it's about the house of God, but this is a word for this house. So here they are again. They done forgot. Can I say something? I mean this with respect. Some of us have forgotten what God has done for us. Some of us have forgotten where we used to be and where we are now. Maybe we ain't where we want to be yet, but we ain't where we used to be, honey. Let me tell you something. If we would go back and count our blessings, nobody would have to beg you to praise God. Nobody would have to beg you to praise God because you would know where you were and where you are right now. You done forgot about it. You done forgot. God's been so good to you. You done taken God's blessings for granted. You done forgot where you used to be. Here we are. Oh, we're God's people. God's chosen people. Look what that got God's chosen people. In a desert. Ain't got nothing to drink. Ain't got nothing to eat. Where's this promised land you talked about, Moses? Yeah, 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 yeah. He ain't got nothing to drink. They fell on their faces. So Moses and Aaron went down to the pre- went down from the went from the presence of the assembly to the door of the tabernacle of the meeting. Can I tell you something? Sometimes you got to get away from the people. Oh, this ain't what I'm preaching today. I got, I got news for it, but I'm gonna preach what I got to preach today, but that ain't what I'm, I'm preaching this right now. Sometimes you gotta get away from people. Sometimes you gotta turn the TV off. Sometimes you gotta set your phone down. Sometimes you gotta get away. Because you can't believe God like you need to believe God when you're hanging out with wilderness people. Oh, you don't stop loving them. But I can't listen to you right now. I can't listen to you right now. I love you, but I cannot listen to your mouth another minute. I love you, but I am getting out of this room because you are sucking the life out of me. And I ain't got time for this. 
need to get with God, I'll come back and help you. But I can't help you right now because you don't want to be helped. So they left the people and went to the tabernacle. Oh, y'all didn't get it. Oh, why don't we just be the church? We don't need to go to church. We'll just be the church. How's that working out for the church? How's this mentality of just being the church outside of gathering working out for the church? We ain't never seen a weaker church than what we got right now. Pastors, wake up! Just because you see them connected online and giving online, I got news for you. They are not being equipped. Get them to the house. Get them to the house. They need to be in the tabernacle. Even Moses and Aaron. Oh, come on. I got a word today. Even Moses and Aaron couldn't get with God when they were with the people. In the wilderness, they had to get to the tabernacle. Oh, they could have fell on their face in the wilderness. But they knew this is not the environment that I need to touch God in. There's too much doubt here. Too much mocking, too much bitterness, too much rebellion. Did you know the Bible tells us rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft? When you rebel against authority, you are a witch. So they got to the tabernacle, man. And soon as they got to the tabernacle, as soon as they walked in the tabernacle, I'm just reading the Bible, they fell on their face and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. Then the Lord said to Moses, take your rod. You and your brother Aaron, gather. Somebody shout gather. That's a word that people need to get in their spirit if they've ever got it. Gather has always been God's will. Gather has always been God's will. Gather the congregation together. Now watch this. The last time he had this conversation back in Exodus, he told him to strike the rock. When you, when you have to strike something, it's work. It's effort. It's something that you got to do with your body. For 27 years, this church ain't known nothing but work. Five buildings. Three of the five completely restored from nothing. Work. 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 Till I'll be honest with you. Some of our bodies are wore out, not just from working out there, but from working for the Lord. Struggle, struggle, work. There comes a season, Jim, that you've worked and you've worked and that's who you are. You're a worker, Jim comes a season and God says you ain't going to need to work and have to work as hard it's time to enjoy the fruits of your labor 
He said, Moses, listen to me. Now, spoiler alert, the rest of the story, he didn't listen. But that ain't what I'm preaching today. I'm not preaching about what Moses did. I'm preaching about what God said. Because some of y'all putting too much faith in what the pastor does and not enough faith in what God told the pastor to do. Just because the pastor failed don't mean God failed. Just cause, oh, y'all didn't hear me. Just cause brother so and so messed up don't mean God messed up. Gather the congregation together. The first time this happened, son, I needed you to do something with your body. I needed you to sweat. Because when you start swinging a stick in the middle of a desert, you're going to sweat. But this time I need you to show the congregation they're in a whole different realm. Gather the congregation and speak to the rock. Whew, I feel the Holy I'm tingling all over my body right now. That's a sign, my God, every time this has ever happened to me, there's, there's a healing anointing. I'm telling you, this don't come on me every Sunday. It comes on me rare. There's a healing anointing. Somebody's about to be healed. There's about to be a miracle. I feel the Holy Ghost. I ain't talking. This ain't about me. This ain't, I'm not trying to make this about me. I just know when the glory of God and I know when the mantle of healing comes in this house. Gather the congregation together. Somebody shout, we are together. Somebody shout, we are together. In the tabernacle. Oh, and by the way, does anybody know what the name of this church is? Solid Rock! Speak to the rock. Oh, y'all can't handle this next part. Before their eyes. And it will yield its water. I'm still going to preach my message today. Don't you even begin to think this is all I'm preaching. I'm, I got a word. Today. I don't get to preach again until the second Sunday in November. I'm going to preach. I might preach to 2 o'clock today. It will yield, Tracy. It will yield its water. Not water. It's water, David. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Some of y'all getting it. Some of y'all ain't getting it. In other words, in other words... There's a water that's been in that rock. Oh, everybody else just thought it was a rock. It ain't the water below the rock. It ain't the water below the ground. It's the water that's in the rock. It was always in the rock. Everybody else called it a rock. Everybody else said there ain't no hope. It's just an old dried up old rock. But God said, I prepared that rock for a moment. Willie, did you hear me? I prepared that rock for a moment. It will yield its water. 
and the whole congregation shall drink. Now let me tell you how God works with me sometimes. He don't give me the full revelation. He gives me a tiny little morsel. I walked out from behind that curtain. I always like to call it the veil. From behind the veil. And I heard the Lord say this. This time, you won't have to strike the rock. Just speak. Just speak. It's all I heard. And of course, I knew what he was talking about. I went to it, found that scripture, was reading it. And God said this to me. Not at the nugget, but when I took the time to hear the nugget and see what God was saying. Because some of y'all want to hear the little nugget, but you don't want to dig. And I, if I wouldn't have got the scripture out and dug, I wouldn't have got the full picture. He said to me, son, this time, you're not going to have to work. You don't even know what this word means to me. If it ain't for nobody else, it's for me. This time, it's going to be different. This next wave, this next season, this next generation of what I have planned for you, for your ministry, and for the congregation. Ain't going to come from strapping on the tool belt. Ain't gonna come. Now, I don't mean I ain't going to have to strap on a tool belt because I ain't scared. I'm a worker. It ain't saying that he ain't, we ain't going to have to do some work. But he said it's going to be different. He said, you need to tell this congregation as I'm reading the word of God. And I got to that part where it says, when you speak to that rock, the rock shall yield its water. My head is on fire right now. This is what God said to me. And y'all gonna think I'm trying to work your emotions. I'm not trying to work your emotions. You 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 gotta believe I'm, I'm either your pastor or I'm not. You either trust that when I tell you God tells me something or you don't. And you know what? I'm at a place in my life I could care less which one, which side of the fence you're on. If you're with me, you're going to believe that God's speaking to your pastor. If you're not with me, you ain't going to believe God's speaking to your pastor. You need to find a pastor that you believe that. Because if you believe that and you believe I'm your pastor, let me tell you something, you're about to see some stuff. You're about to see some stuff that's going to blow your mind. This time it's going to be different. This time you're going to speak to that rock. And it will yield its water. It's what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. When this building and this property was basically a swamp. Actually, what it was, was a, a place where people brought their fill. I've talked to people that built this building. We didn't build this building. We bought this building. I talked to people who were here when the construction happened. When the property was bought. Most of this property, is this building itself, is built on scrap and junk and debris. 
There were holes all in this place. They brought in before they ever started building on this side. They started over there and built in that side. And they knew they had a vision for this side, but it wasn't level. So they brought in concrete. They brought in materials that nobody wanted. And they filled it in. And they packed it. And they packed it. And they packed it. And then one day, there was enough junk and enough mess and enough scrap and enough debris. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. They brought in concrete. And when they poured this concrete, the families that were a part of New Covenant Fellowship, I'm going to honor right now New Covenant Fellowship. Pastor Lester and the vision that they had for this building. They were partying like it was 1999. Because that's when they were building it. It was opened in 2000. Am I saying that right? And some of you might have even been a part of that church. But before they ever laid that carpet, let me tell you something, that's some good carpet. Because that carpet is the same carpet that was put down from the beginning. Some of y'all get mad because we don't let you bring your drinks in here. We're going to take care of this carpet. It's another sermon, don't get mad at me. But if you could peel that carpet back and if we ever do replace that carpet before the Lord comes back. I've been told by multiple people that all over this concrete, especially down those aisles, especially in this altar. And right, in, right underneath the floor as you come in every entrance. People took paint and markers and came in as families and wrote scriptures all over this floor. Underneath your feet, every time you come in this building, is scrap and crap and junk and debris and trash and then the word are y'all hearing me because the word of God covers a multitude of sins underneath that word underneath that concrete represents generations and generations of people that was thrown away, that was considered to be useless, of no good, just filler, just filling a hole, that's all there were. But God was putting together what He knew in His infinite wisdom. Long before Lester had an idea of the first pastor. Long before New Covenant Fellowship had an idea. Long before they ever dreamed it. God knew that the debris and the scrap and the crap and the trash and the concrete and the word and the scriptures would one day be called the rock. He knew it. You don't walk in this building until you walk past the rock. And in 1995, I stood on in a little building in Trafford, Alabama, 
while I preached a message on the rock. We were called the worship center for a little over a year because we were founded on worship. But in 1995, the end of 1995, I stood on that little rock and I declared that this church would be called Solid Rock Church. Every building we've been in since then, that rock has stood at the entrance. I've spoken over that rock and I've spoken over that rock and I've spoken over that rock. But this morning, after 27 years of ministry, this morning, I felt a shift in my spirit like I have never felt in 27 years. That's all we're going to get out of that? A, a golf clap? A golf clap? I felt it. God said, your words will have power like they've never had. Your worship will operate like it never had. For today, not next Sunday, next Sunday, beginning October, elevate October with my pastor, my daddy, and all that's going to happen, we'll reap and we'll flow in the water that will come forth from the rock today hallelujah today it is coming out today not next week right now I'm telling you, if you want to see water come from the rock, I don't care who you are. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been coming to this church. Run to these altars right now. Run. Get up here right now. Run to these altars right now. You don't know what run is. I said run. You might miss it. Run. 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 Get up here. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Stop. Stop the music. Stop the music. Here's what's sad. You want it, but I can look at your faces and see that you're not ready. I can look at your face and I can see you have got, you have been bound and bit by the same spirit that bit the people in Egypt. You want it. You want it in your mind. You want it because you believe it. You love God. You love, you love this church. You want to see it happen, but you have been in so many moves of God. You have forgotten. You have taken for granted. You don't understand the price that has to be paid. You don't understand what is going to be asked of you in this moment you're not being called by God just to speak to a rock and water flow all over you and you feel all my God you are being empowered you are being equipped for the work of the ministry you are being called to preach the gospel you are being called to be salt and light that's what the water does <sighs> that's what the water does Lay aside your pettiness. Lay aside your offense. Lay aside your pride. Lay aside your fleshly expectations. Lay them down. 
It's just not about you. This is about the anointing of God. This is the rock. Out of your belly. Out of your belly. I'm about to speak something. And when I speak it, when I speak it, I'm telling you, like a river coming out of a rock, you are the rock. You are the rock that God wants to bring that water out of. Out of your belly shall flow rivers, 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 rivers of living water. I'm telling you, I'm going to pray and I'm going to speak over this house. And when I say amen, or at some point it may even start before I get to amen. I'm telling you, some of you that hadn't prayed in the Holy Ghost in years are going to begin to pray in the Holy Ghost out loud. Some of you that's never been baptized in the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues are about to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. You're about to speak in other tongues. I'm telling you, if you need a healing in your body as you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're going to be healed right now. Your past is going to be healed. Your emotional scars are going to be healed. Your that abuse is going to be healed. In the, CJ, get out here. You need to be in this. You need to be in this. In fact, the whole praise team needs to be in this. Get out here. The whole praise team. Sound stage. Anybody that's in here, that's that's that, you need to get in this. If you're a leader in this house, if you're in this house, you need to get up here and get in this. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's going to sound like a river. It's going to sound like a river because the church is going to pray out loud the church is going to worship out loud River, water's coming out of this rock right now water's coming out of this rock right now father god in the name of jesus i speak to that rock i speak to this rock god this is the house of god god you have foreordained this place for this moment god we do not wait another week we do not wait another month we do not wait for a guest preacher to come oh we thank god for the voices that are coming to it we don't need them god we're in revival in fact god we do need them but god i think that they need us as much as we need them that god the water from this rock is going to speak to these men and women of god it's going to encourage them because water is coming out of this rock we ain't striking this rock we ain't forcing nothing to happen in this rock in the name of jesus we speak to this rock for the rock shall yield its water there is water beneath this rock there is water that's been hid there is water that's been preserved for 27 plus years for this moment. Lord, I, there's been times I didn't understand why you waited. Lord, there's been times I didn't understand when I couldn't hear your voice. There were times when I couldn't believe. I believed for something that didn't happen. But God, I see now. I see now that the tree had to be pruned. I see now that the remnant had to rise. I see now that there had to be a worldwide shaking God, for that which cannot be shaken shall remain. So God, I thank you for the ones that are with us. I thank you for the ones that are with us. I thank you for the ones that are standing in the gap. I thank you, Lord, for those that are hungry for a move of God. Now, God, we speak to this rock. We speak to this house. We speak to the houses of the people in this room. We speak to the men and the women of God. We speak to our teenagers. We speak to our children. We speak into the classrooms. Let the glory of God 
penetrate and touch every teacher, every nursery worker, every security team member. In the name of Jesus, everybody that calls this home, if you're watching online and Solid Rock is your home, in the name of Jesus, God is speaking to you right now. Father God in heaven, let your glory fall in this place. Father God in heaven, break us, shape us, mold us, fashion us, chisel us into the image of God. God, here we are. We are ready. In the name of Jesus, church, let the water flow. Let the water flow. Come on, come on, come on. Let the water flow. Come on, come on, come on. Let the water flow. Open up your mouth and let it flow. Open up your mouth and let it flow. Open up your mouth and let it flow. Oh, this ain't no river. This ain't no river. This is a trickle. This is a trickle. This ain't no river. This ain't the river. Let the river flow. Let the river flow. Quit worrying about it. Quit worrying about it. Quit worrying. I'm going to be quiet because I want to hear this river. Come on, river. Come on. Water's coming out. This rock. Come on, don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. What are you waiting on? Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Don't you stop. A river don't dry up in 30 seconds. A river don't stop flowing in five minutes. Let it flow. Here we are, Lord. Here we are, Lord. Church, what? I can't hear you. I'm not trying to work your emotions. I'm trying to help you get over some, some obstacles that you can't seem to get over. Sometimes you got to shout it out. Sometimes you got to scream it out. My God, if you're ashamed to pray out loud here, you sure enough ain't going to pray out loud on the job. You sure ain't going to pray out loud in your neighborhood. You sure ain't going to pray out loud in your front yard when people are looking at you. Open up your mouth and pray out loud. Let the prophets arise. Let the prophetesses arise. Let them rise. Let them rise. Let them rise. Let the missionaries arise. Let the fivefold ministry gifts arise. Let the apostolic anointing in this house arise. Prophetic anointing arise. Evangelistic anointing rise. Pastoral anointing rise. Teacher anointing rise. Rise. Remnant rise. Remnant rise. Remnant rise. Remnant rise. God's not giving you a spirit of fear. But power, love, and a sound mind. I bind that spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. I bind it now. 
This hold it has over this nation. This hold it has over the minds of the people of God. We will not be moved by fear. This rock will yield its water. God has been storing it. He has been storing it as healing water. It's pure water. It's untainted water. Woo! Stay in the spirit. Satellite photos have revealed that the entire nation of Israel, the entire nation of Israel, underneath it is not oil. It is the largest reservoir of water underground ever found on satellite. The war of the tribulation period will not be over, over oil. The war will be over water. Water is the biggest need in all of the Middle East and even many places in this own, our own country out west. But the Bible says Russia will invade Israel. China will come in. They will not come in for all. They have all. But in all of these nations, their water is drying up. But there is water untapped beneath Israel. But can I tell you something? That water is not for Russia. That water is not for China. I love the Word of God. The Bible's already told us what that water is for. That water will yield when it's time to yield. That water is reserved for the time when Jesus will come back and put His foot, one foot on the Mount of Olives, one foot in the Sea of Galilee, and declare that time be no more. Meaning there was, shall be no more delay. And the, the mountain shall split. The earth shall split in Israel. And watch this. The Bible says that water that's been reserved for thousands of years will be released into the streets of Jerusalem. All the way through every canyon. All the way through every valley. And will flow immediately. Listen to me. This is your Bible. Into the Dead Sea. The lowest point on planet earth of which nothing can live. Nothing can live. Are you hearing me? In the Dead Sea. It is fact. The lowest point on planet earth. The healing waters of God have been reserved to flow into the lowest point on earth. And when that water flows in, the prophet tells us that the dead sea shall be healed. And the water, oh, the water from the Sea of Galilee shall spill into the same water. There shall be one water and a place where nothing can live and nothing has ever lived. The Bible said shall be full of life and the fish from the Mediterranean Sea shall thrive in what was known as the Dead Sea. This is in your Bible. If that's going to happen in the natural, can I tell you something? 
God don't do anything in the natural that he has not prepared to show you in the spiritual. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. There is a water that has been waiting on a moment. Your family feels like the Dead Sea. This nation feels like nothing shall ever live in it again. People have said we're never going back. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God we're never going back. We don't need to go back. And I'm going to tell you something. Those places that look like nothing could live. Is about to live. Because the rock. Is splitting. Mm -hmm. And it's yielding its water. That's what's known as maybe you've come to the kingdom. For such a time as this. There is a water. For such a time as this. People. I hear. I don't mean this disrespectful. But I hear the doom and gloom preachers of today. All they want to talk about is earthquakes and volcanoes and pestilence and death and planets falling in our, and crushing on us and killing people and death. And the plague's going to kill this and plague's going to kill that. And anytime anybody ever brings up, yes, that's true. But yet the Bible also talks about in the last days. I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. They, they want to come back and they want to say that's already happened. First of all, you ain't even got a clue what you're talking about. Because you are, you are creating a theology based on what you think. Your theology has to be based on scripture. The last days means the last days. It don't mean a generation and then another generation comes after them. But the previous generation was the last days. No, the last days is the last days. You can't call it the last days and talk about signs of the last days coming, of the rapture coming, and not believe the last days mean the last days that he's going to pour out his spirit. The only way he can pour out his spirit on all flesh is to remove those things that can be shaken. Because those things that can be shaken will always try to stop the things that cannot be shaken. Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the Holy Ghost. And watch this. The things that can be shaken are always probably ten times more than the things that cannot be shaken. That's why it's called a remnant. Stop preaching. Because you're taking away part of the hope of end times. I know our hope is that the Lord comes back. And I believe in the rapture. Pre-tribulation rapture. Stop taking the hope away from the people of God. Who have prayed and sought God. And, and been on their face before God for a revival. That, the, that their sons and daughters shall prophesy. That the old men shall dream dreams. That the young men shall see visions. You can't take that away from me. Because I'm telling you. That's a part of my end times theology. That's a part of my end times teaching. Because I got news for you. It's hard for me to get 
filled with hope when all I want to think about is destruction. But when I see the destruction, I see the earth cannot handle the glory and the anointing that is coming. That is why they are crumbling. That is why volcanoes are erupting. That is why stars are falling out of the heavens because it's creation responding to the glory that is being released in this earth. The angels had it. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. My God, I feel God. What, what, what did Jesus say about the end times? He said, you want to understand the end times? He talked about Jonah. Well, he talked about Jonah about himself. But the end times, he said, the last days shall be like the days of Noah. Right? Go back and read Genesis chapter 6. We understand Genesis chapter 6. People were evil continually. They, everybody was wiped out because of their evil. But wait a minute. You can't just preach the sin of the days of Noah. You also got to preach the water. The water didn't just bring destruction. It also brought salvation. It brought destruction to the unbelievers, but it brought salvation and lifted up the godly. Are y'all hearing me? While, while the evil were destroyed, the godly were lifted up. I think I'm still going to preach my message today. That's, start, that's starting to change a little bit. Watch this. Y'all still with me? Still alive? Is it okay? I'm standing up. You can stand up too. Okay? You're okay. You're okay. Just as in the days of Noah, so shall be the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Giving away in marriage, taking marriage, evil continually. But wait a minute. There was, a, there was an ark. That was a place of safety. The ark is a type and shadow of the church. There was a place. That the rest of the world mocked. But the preacher just kept building. Oh, can I, oh I feel the Holy Ghost. My God. But the preacher just kept building. They kept running their mouth, but the preacher. Y'all don't want the rest of this. And the preacher's sons and daughters. They might not have seen the whole vision, but they trusted that God had spoken to the man of God. And they're swinging the hammer. I ain't trying to build no cult here. That ain't what I'm trying to say. Don't you twist my words. Huh? I ain't, I don't want none of that mess. Got too much to worry about in my own life. Try to run your life. The preacher kept building. While the world kept mocking. Let me tell you something. It had never rained before. The Bible said it had never rained before. It's one thing to preach about something that's happened before. It's another thing to preach about something that ain't never happened. 
You can preach about revival. But there's only one generation that's ever experienced the last one. In the last days. For 2,000 years they've been preaching about that revival, but only one is going to experience it. So now you got people in the church that's been raised in church all their life. They can't stand to hear the preacher say, you need to get your heart right with God because Jesus is coming back. They won't hear that because they've heard that all their life. Their mama told them that. Their grandmama told them that. Their grandmama's grandmama told her that. So the Bible says in the last days they'll become scoffers, mockers. They will take into them itching ears. Somebody's going to tickle them. Because they don't want to hear that message. That Jesus is coming soon. Because if Jesus is coming soon, you can't live just any way you want to live. Ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. There's water coming out of this rock. Now watch this. There was an ark. It took a long time to build. No, that don't mean you get to sit down. I'm sorry. I stand up. I stand up. I stand up. I stand up. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Just hang on a second. Noah did not know when the rain was coming. He just built on a word. No one knows the day nor the hour. But we keep building. Oh, y'all ain't hear me. See? Is this all right? Now watch this. He kept building, kept building. They kept mocking. They kept mocking. He kept building. He kept building. They kept mocking. They kept mocking. And one day God said, go inside. Really? Go inside. So they go inside. Now watch this. When they got inside, God's getting ready. Noah's getting ready to go over and tell his boys. All right, shut the door. God said, now it's my turn. I just told you to build it. And I told you to get in it. Now it's my time. And the Bible said, God shut the door. I'm going to tell you, work and you work and you work and you work and we work. I'm going to tell you, there comes a time when God says, give me the hammer. I found you faithful over a few things. Now give me the hammer. The door shut. I promise you, I'll show you my notes for today and it didn't have nothing in there about Noah. seven days 
It sat there. And nothing happened. They built it. They built it. They built it. They mocked. They mocked. They mocked. They went inside and God sealed the door. They continued to mock. Oh, you done built your boat now. You done shut the door. It's all ready to this thing you call rain. Where's it at? See, how many knows who the oldest man in the Bible is that's ever lived? Methuselah. That's why you say, man, he's old as Methuselah. Methuselah lived to almost be a thousand years. Watch this. Do you know what Methuselah means? The word Methuselah means his death brings. The Bible tells us that Methuselah was the grandfather of Noah. And he died seven days before the rain came. Seven days to mourn the death. When he died, his death signified a shifting of a new way that God was about to move. The reason I'm pausing, I'm double-checking some of the things I'm getting downloaded right now. Sometimes the devil try to put a virus in there in the download. I got to make sure it's a correct download. The way the world has done church for generations, Chet, in order for God to send the water, had to die. The church has been a top and shadow of Methuselah. I'm not talking about the church. I'm talking about the way we do church and the way we think church is supposed to be done. We wasn't willing to kill it. We preached about it, but we would not kill it because it was too Fun and comfortable. God has been crying out for us to kill it. To kill man's way for generations. So he could bring the rain. But let me tell you how God works. Sometimes when he gives us chance after chance after chance to do it, he'll even use the devil to do it. So let me tell you what this pandemic has done. It has killed Methuselah. <laughs> uh, some of y'all ain't going to take that. Because I don't mean that sacrilegiously. You understand what I'm saying? The way that we thought church was supposed to be done, we were not willing to kill it. So God came in and laid it down. And 
And then he put us in a boat. And he separated us and made us look isolated. And the crowds and the multitudes were out there. They were not in here. And some pastors, I love you. And this is not to condemn you, but this is to inspire you to change your mind. Some pastors have built and 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 then walked away from the ark at the very moment that it was about to be used. And it's just sitting there. Go back to the ark. The gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. Go back to what God has been building in you. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. 27 years this house has been building. Hundreds have come, swung hammers for a while, laid down the hammers. Some of them went on and built other places with the hammers. Some of them burned the hammers and turned their back on God. But you know what I found? Some of those that's been gone for 20 years, 25 years, some of them, early on left, 20, 15, 20 years, are starting to message me, comment on the live stream. Because when they look around and they see something coming, their spirit man goes back to the only place they knew that was safe. The ark, the house of God. I'm going to say this and I'm going to finish. They went in that ark and they shut the door. Not knowing what was about to happen. I got news for you. Forty days and nights of rain is a lot of rain. But it ain't enough rain to cover Mount Everest. It ain't enough rain. To cover Mount Ararat, Mount Moriah, Mount Sinai. Forty days and forty nights. Don't do that. The rain started coming as a sign that we could feel it hitting us. God, I, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you what, it, I, it's, it's like there's a spigot above my head right now that I could almost see God just, just every time I think it's about to stop, He's just turning it. It ain't even wide open yet. Listen, when it's a torrential rain and you out in it and you ain't in the ark and you out in the middle of the field because you don't build an ark that big in a, in a forest. It was built in an open field. It had to be. So all the people that were standing around the ark didn't have shelter. So when it started raining, somebody shout started raining. When it started raining, it rained on everybody. In other words, it was hitting all flesh. Ten people got it. In the last days, 
It shall be in the days of Noah, shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. When the rain came, and you're standing in the middle of a torrential downpour, it wasn't no sprinkle. God ain't going to send judgment with a sprinkle. Flooding rain. Everybody's getting soaked. And nobody knows what it is. Because it ain't never happened. Some are scared. Some are running. Some are trying to get it off of them. But some are going, Oh, this feels so good. I've never felt anything like this in my life. And they received it. See, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. The former and the latter rain shall be combined in one month. My God, I ain't never preached a sermon like this. Shall be combined in one month. So shall the days of Noah. The difference is between that and now is Jesus. We got a better covenant based on better promises. Those that are getting poured on in the last days don't get left out if they want to come in. Because Jesus made a way for the heathen of all heathens. Are y'all seeing the parallels here? Now watch this. 40 days and 40 nights ain't enough to cover the whole earth and cover every obstacle and every mountain to where nothing can be seen but water. The Bible says in the rain began. But it didn't stop there, did it, baby? The Bible says... The fountains of the deep were open. The water that was beneath the earth that was reserved for that moment. Because remember the Bible said it had not rained yet, but there was a mist that came up from the dust of the earth. The mist that had come up for all those generations. Where did it come from? There was no atmospheric heaven that could generate rain. So that mist was a result of the water that was beneath their feet. They didn't even know it. Their crops were growing by living water and they didn't even know it. They had no idea what it even was. But the rain came. They're looking around them. Rain, rain, rain. They start crying out. They start trying to get in the boat. That's the old covenant. Because while they're standing around and it's raining, all of a sudden the Bible says the earth splits. All over the world the earth splits. <laughs> trillions upon trillions of metric tons of water are released from the bottom. Then the Bible says the heavens, the firmament of the heavens were released 
It is believed that by many theologians that the reason people before the flood, one of the reasons that people before the flood lived to be six, seven, eight, nine hundred years is because the atmosphere above us was the, was the most purest and perfect form of atmosphere that could ever exist because it, all that water was a shield. There was no, there was no dangerous UV light. There was, there was no, there was nothing that could penetrate. The, there was a firmament above us and there was water beneath us. So that, so our skin, our body, everything about us, the way we function in life, we do not have to deal with the treacherous ways of the sun. You go back and study Noah and you, you understand at the end of the flood, the life expectancy plummeted. Pre-flood, it was six, seven, eight, nine hundred years. Afterwards, it was 120 years, 80 to 100 years. He promised them 80 years after that. Some say that's because they started eating meat for the first time because they didn't eat meat before then. Whatever, I'll live 120 years if that's all I get. I'm going to still eat meat. Amen. But watch this. All right, hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm almost through. I'm about, I'm about, I think I'm, I think, I think I'm going to let y'all go. I think. In one moment, I don't know how long it took, but it wasn't long. The ark went from sitting up on braces, taking over a hundred years to build. Hey, preachers, how about this? How about you give an altar call every day for over a hundred years and nobody comes? Will you stay in the ministry then? He gave an altar call on the job site every day for over a hundred years and nobody came. Soon after the rain happened, the earth opened up, the heavens opened up, and that which was only a dream lifted. Not long after that, it went higher. I don't want to speak destruction on anybody. But I'm going to tell you, the things that we see happening all around us, don't allow yourself to get in that. Don't allow yourself to be tricked into that. Because the devil's plan is to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what floods do. They destroy houses. They tear up things. They beat things up. They ruin things. But if you're in a boat, if you're in an ark, you can weather any storm. And it went up. So what is destroying all around this world is pushing the remnant higher and higher. That's why I've been hashtagging everything I can, remnant rising. Not even knowing what I was going to say today. Remnant rising. Remnant rising. Remnant rising. Remnant rising. It's happening. The difference. God hasn't sealed the door of this boat. Don't you seal it.
don't you seal it. It's open to the prostitute. It's open to the homosexual. It's open to the lesbian. Huh? It's open to the liar. It's open to the adulterer. It's open to the alcoholic. It's open to the drug addict. It's open to the crackhead. It's open. It's open. It's open. Come. 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 Come now. The door is still open. The door is still open. There's still time. Don't wait another moment. Listen, y'all stay where you are. I got to talk to them right now. Those that are watching, I feel strong in my spirit. Somebody's weeping under God. I can see you right now. Just cry out to God right now to forgive you of your sins. Come into your heart and save you right now. Cry out to God. The door of the ark is open to you. Somehow, by the power of the Holy Spirit, scrolling, scrolling, you stopped on this and you can't leave. That's the Holy Ghost. The door is open to you. No matter what you did last night or even this morning, what your whole life has summed up of, of what you've done, the ark door is open. Come. Come, the Lord says, come. I woke up this morning. Of course, I had no idea this was going to happen. But I heard the Lord say, I have passed down the mantle for generation to generation to generation. But this is the final mantle generation. This is the generation that will wear the final mantle. The final mantle. That's us. I really believe it's us. I don't, you know what I'm to a point in my life? I don't need nobody to agree with me. For me to believe it. I believe it. So I'm excited. That that means. My generation. Will see the Lord.
destruction. I will preach it. I will teach it so your eyes can be open. Because I want to tell you something. This world is seeing destruction. And destruction is not drawing them to God. You can spend your life, preacher, preaching on destruction and bad things. And all you're going to get is people who's already saved listening to you. But you preach it and you teach it and you use it to show them and confirm to them that we are in the last days. Therefore, that means there is an ark that is still available. Because the people that need the ark more than ever now are not the ones that's already in the ark. We need to get them in the ark. So, here we go. Next week. Think about it. I don't need nobody to come up here. house who has covered this house for 25 of the 27 years is bringing the mantle on for an anointing Sandy would you agree that I've not seen on Pastor Frankie maybe ever he'll tell you he's never felt the anointing in his ministry like he feels now Pastor Greg DeVries Text me and said, in all the years of our relationship, I have never felt an anticipation like I feel coming to that house the second Sunday of October. There's no telling what God is going to impart. Pastor Paul Begley who is one of the leading voices in this moment, who is speaking not only to the end times of what I talked about, the, the signs of the times. You watch his show. I don't care. This is what I love about Pastor Paul Begley. I don't, listen, he's keeping people's eyes open. He's showing them the chaos that's going on that the media is not telling you about. And he's getting people from all walks of life that would never darken the doors of a church. Or watching his program, eight, nine, ten thousand people live, then replaying twenty-five, thirty, and forty thousand people. 
And they stay with him to the end, y'all. I've watched this program on them heavy times. You've watched it too. It starts off six, seven thousand people. It gets up to nine thousand people, and it don't never get down below six or seven thousand till it's over. They stay, and then it don't drop off either, because at the end, every single time, what's he do, Sandy? He gets an altar call, and hundreds. Am I right? Sister, you came to our church because of Paul Begley. We got another one. Where's she at? Where's she at? You come, you come to our church because of Pastor Paul Begley. Watching Pastor Paul Begley on YouTube. Getting folks saved. Then he starts talking about his friends down in Birmingham. Solid rock. And they're leaders in our church now. I saw that excitement on you this morning. She got here for 401, ready to serve in this house way, way before the time she's supposed to be here. Skipping across the parking lot, y'all. If the joy of the Lord was on her. I said, my God, I wish people would get that excited about the growth track. Serving God. I love that. The joy of the Lord is all over you. God is only beginning to use you in the ministry. Pastor Paul Begley, he said, there's very few houses. That's what he told me in Indiana. Very few houses that I've ever been in my life that I feel the freedom that I feel when I come to that house. He's bringing a message. He's going to preach like he ain't never preached. I'm going to prophesy it to you right now. I want you to hear it right now. I don't know if he's going to watch this or not. Shh, I'll keep it a secret. Don't tell him. Because when it's over with, then I'll talk to him about it. I believe he's going to tell me that he preached with a fire like he ain't never preached with a fire. Because he is stepping into a river, y'all. He is stepping into the water that the rock is yielding. Was it two years ago when he was here and God gave him a dream? Yes. About the rocket. Do you remember the dream? Do you remember that? He left here. Went straight to his hotel room. And God gave him a dream and a vision about Solid Rock Church. And he saw a rocket. A rocket on the launch pad. He said, Solid Rock. He said, I want to tell you something right now. He said this on his own YouTube channel. The, the fire, the, the engines have ignited. It is not time to go yet, but the, the, the rocket is, is shaking and it is rocket. But I'm telling you, there is something coming that was long before we knew about this mess that we just had to go through. It was a year before. There is something coming that is going to launch this rocket into the atmosphere. And the thing is what he spoke of this house. The things that you believe God for years and years and years are not going to slow walk. They are going to go at the speed of a rocket. I believe we're at that moment. I believe Paul Begley is going to be a part of it. Pastor Paul Begley is going to help us launch that rocket. That rocket is Jesus. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Then, Chris Owensby. Pastor Chris Owensby. Ain't never come here without a word from God. He knows it. He senses it. By the way, I'm driving to Grenada, Mississippi. Y'all pray for me. I'm preaching at his camp meeting Friday night and Saturday night at his annual conference in Grenada, Mississippi. And I'm getting up Sunday morning at 4.30 in the morning. And I'm driving all the way back from Grenada, Mississippi to be in the house of God next Sunday morning. Because I believe revival's happening. I hope they're ready. 
Hope Grenada, Mississippi is ready. I may preach for three hours out there. Then after Chris Owens, be the fifth Sunday. Halloween day. How about this devil? On the day your witches are circling in your coven. Speaking spells. We're going to be binding those spells in the name of Jesus. Because it's on a Sunday and Bishop Steve Davis is going to be in the house, y'all. Ain't nobody like Steve Davis. Oh, and by the way, right in the middle of that whole month is Elevate Conference. My bishop. Bishop. Clint Brown. Let me tell you something. Right now the whole nation is seeing once again the anointing of his musical ability. He's there. Southbound's number one. The, the album came out and was shot straight to number one on Apple Music. But what the world don't really fully realize is what we know. Clint Brown is a psalmist. But Bishop Clint Brown is one of the greatest preachers in America. And he loves this house and I'm his son. He's a daddy of this house and a, and a spiritual father, spiritual, a spiritual, but spiritual father to me. And that's the relationship about to go to another level. Miles Rutherford. Y'all ain't ready for Miles Rutherford. He told me, and I think he even said it. He told me privately, and I think he even said it on that interview that I, if you ain't watched that interview, shame on you. On my podcast on my YouTube channel. He said on the YouTube channel interview. But he told me privately. One of my favorite places I've ever been. And one of the absolute most anointed places I've ever been into last year. Was Solid Rock Church. It knocked him over. He didn't know anything about our church. But it blew him away. The anointing that was in here. But that ain't nothing compared to what he's going to feel this year. So how about this? Why are you all upset because you've had to stand for an hour? You still ain't going to be as tired as me when I come out from under this anointing. Here's what I want to tell you. Next Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, every night of Elevate, do not miss Don't you let nothing. I don't care how tired you are. I don't care if you've got to drive straight from work. Don't worry about what you're wearing. I don't care if you're a mechanic and covered in grease. Come and don't miss it. Get here early. Come prepared. Are you ready? You're taking that, you're taking that second step. I know what that next step is, is up on this platform. I'm wait. I'm, I'm about to give you my, I hear you prophet. I'm about to give it to you. You ran to this altar because you wanted to be a part of the water that came out of the rock. Right? We're going to find out.